All right, good morning, everybody. As the video said, welcome to LifeBridge. Glad you're here. Thanks for joining us on this New Year's morning. Welcome. So, I should probably just delay and let people kind of filter in. Oh, well. Part of church is belonging together. So we say this often about how important it is to value community and to value our church family community. Church, we always say, is never easy, but it's always worth it. So church, for us, is belonging together like we belong to a family. So that's partially why we do family service. So this is a family service. We're going to have the kids in here with us. It's going to be a little loud. It's going to be a little noisy. If your kids are wiggly, that's okay. Um, We value this, and we value the time that we get to spend together and worship together as a church family, all of us, including the kids. But we also value what happens in the kids' rooms on a weekly basis, and we recognize a lot of the logistical difficulties of having kids in here with us, which is going to be obvious after today. But it's a great opportunity for us as a church to worship together and to also recognize that what happens in the kids' rooms on a weekly basis is, is really, really beneficial for kids' discipleship. And we have opportunities to serve, and a lot of good happens in those rooms. So we value them both, but we want to practice getting everybody together once in a while for family services where we can all worship together. So we have family services for that reason, and also to just give our LifeBridge Kids volunteers a break sometimes, because they need a break from time to time. So welcome to church. If, if you guys haven't checked out my LifeBridge yet, definitely check it out. Bookmark it on your phone, um, bookmark it on your computer, your browser, whatever, so that you can navigate back to it regularly. This is kind of like our hub for what's going on here at LifeBridge. You can find upcoming events, which uh, you can get text and email updates, which would be good for today because we only have one service. So you all are here at the right time. People that show up at 10.30, I get to point and laugh. Um, I won't do that. I'm kidding. Bevan made the joke earlier that people that show up at 10.30 can help us like reset the sanctuary chairs. So you guys came at the right time. The, the late folks, they're going to have to work when they get here. But at MyLifeBridge, you can find out all the updates. You can sign up for texts and do all of that stuff at MyLifeBridge.Church. So bookmark that on your phone or on just your browser. All right, thank you for your gifts and for supporting our mission. You can give online through Venmo, through the giving boxes at the front or the back of the hallway, those black boxes out there stuck on the wall. Those are the ones that you can give in. Generosity is important for lots of reasons, but generosity changes us. So coming off of this Christmas season, I hope you had an opportunity to practice generosity. Um, Generosity, it does more then just give a gift. It actually changes us, and it helps form us spiritually more into the image of Christ. And it deters and it combats our tendency for selfishness to only buy stuff that we need and to be absorbed by our wealth and our money and our finances. And it helps change us and combat our selfish tendencies to just think about ourselves and to be generous and to give and to bless others. So thank you for your giving and for supporting our mission here at LifeBridge. Okay, that's all I got for announcements and for the welcome. Um, Again, we are doing a family service for those of you folks who just filtered in. We're doing a family service, so the kids are going to be a little bit rowdy. They're going to be a little bit noisy, and that's okay. Kids, welcome. Glad you guys are here with us. We love having you in here for a service 
once in a while to illustrate, demonstrate how we can all worship together as a church family together. We really value church family, as I said earlier. So we want to emphasize that value by all of us worshiping here together. But also recognizing that what happens in the kids' rooms is really, really beneficial as well. So it's New Year's Day. Woo, I don't know, what, what do you do with New Year's Day? It's like, Happy New Year's, ah, yeah. New Year's is a weird holiday, right? Like, we're celebrating turning the calendar over, or buying a new calendar. I don't know. I don't really get it. Not much different happens on New Year's Day. The one New Year's Day that was super exciting was Y2K. Do y'all remember that? I think about that, like, every New Year's Day. I'm like, man, this is really anticlimactic. And I was like, you know what wasn't? but was also anticlimactic, was Y2K. That was super fun. But nothing actually happened. Everybody was freaking out. I remember vividly, I was 13, I remember being in the back of my friend's car. We were driving home with his family. I wasn't driving. We were, we were heading home with his family from a trip up north. And I remember just like waking up at midnight to look out the window, like half expecting the like power down sound and like all of the lights to go out and like traffic lights to be on and everything. And thank God nothing happened, but we were all good. So New Year's Day, although it's anticlimactic and I don't really know why we celebrate it, is a good time to just reflect and to revisit and to think about our spiritual life and to reflect on the previous year and to look forward to the next year. In Scripture in 2 Corinthians 13, Paul tells us to examine ourselves. So this ought to be a regular practice in the Christian life, is to examine our life and to see whether or not we are in the faith, to examine the spiritual growth that we've had and we've experienced, to examine our values and our decisions that we are choosing, our decisions of how we're choosing to use our time. Are they in line with our values or are they not? Do we need to shift and adjust some values? Do we need to make different commitments New Year's resolutions, right? And actually commit to following through on a few things to where we can actually grow in our spiritual formation. So New Year's is a great time to do that, and I'm sure many of you do that, where you re-examine your values, you set goals. The gym is going to be full for the next month. I know that, and it kind of frustrates me, <laughs> but I also find it funny. Um, so. We all will set goals and do this stuff, but let's do so for our spiritual life as well. So I figured we'd take today and do our testimony time to reflect on the previous year as a church and to look forward to the next year as a church. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask some questions. And oh, I forgot to, I forgot to ask somebody. Hey, Ross, would you mind running around with a microphone? <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, so I'm going to ask some questions. And... Feel free to answer. Feel free to not answer. If you're visiting with us, no pressure, okay? We're not going to, uh, if you would like to say something, feel free to say something. If you don't want to say something, no pressure. Nobody's going to be uh, expecting you to say anything. But let's just ask some questions. We've done this for a couple of years now, and I love this time for us to just share and to hear some of these stories of what's going on in one another's lives. So, first question is up here on the screen. I'll give you a minute to think and to reflect on it. How have you experienced God's blessing or favor in the last year? So, when we talk about God's blessing and God's favor, 
I want us to think about it in a broader sense than just like material wealth or health or things like that. Think about it in the things that, in the ways that you've seen God forming you, the ways that you've seen God developing the character of Christ within you. Okay, so when you, when you read the Beatitudes, blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor in spirit, we see this bigger picture of what Jesus means by the blessed life. So it's not just like all the good things that happen to me. Think about it in the sense of, all of the ways, all of the things that I've experienced this year that have really helped me grow more into the image of Christ, or the things that have helped me become, things that have helped me reflect more on my inner life, the things that have helped me grow more patient, more kind, more generous, etc. things like that. So if it is something that's like, oh, this good thing just happened to me, or this blessing of health or prosperity or wealth, that's fine too. Those are good too. Think about it in just both categories though, and think about it broadly, of the blessing and the favor that you've seen God, in ways in which you've seen God in your life this year. So, anybody? Someone forgot to silence their phone. Jeez. Ian. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, go ahead, Helen. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. Um, when I look at that question, I, th I think not of all the little specific things, but just God continues to show up every day. And um, I have a lot of hard days, but he just continues to sustain me. And, um, and his faithfulness is so amazing. And another thing that I thought of is... Um, Things seem to go much better when I just accept his will instead of fighting it because, you know, we all have a plan and we want things to go a certain way. But I know in him allowing those challenging um, situations, that's how we grow. And I want to be the person that he's created me to be. So I'm just grateful. Thanks, Helen. Yep. Anybody else? Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. I just wanted to share a, a little story about um, our family. Dan's mom is um, in Whitewater, and she is in a facility to care for her. She's um, <clears throat> 97, and as um, kind of, she's aware of things, but then sometimes she's not. And the, a few times when we have been there, she, she expressed some real, some concerns, some fear about what was her future and where she would be going. And, you know, we, we would talk to her and, and tell her about Jesus' love for her and that he was going to prepare a place for her and how did she feel about that. And we ended up, um, you know, leaving that day and not um, getting much resolution. But then Dan's sister visited and he said, and they were talking with her and she told them, he, she told his sisters that when Dan and Cindy were there, they were talking to me about Jesus. And she said, and my, I feel quieter inside now. I'm, I'm, I'm at peace with my soul. So, um, wow, that was huge to us, to know that that was there. Wow, praise God. That's awesome. Anybody else? Any other stories? Tom, go ahead. Yeah. 
So this year, turn that down. <laughs> this, this year I retired at age 65, and uh, I look back, I got out of college, I was 20 years old, got my first real job. And so for 45 years, there was never a day where I wondered where our next meal was going to come from or anything like that. And I think, you know, over 45 years, there's a lot of folks that, you know, lost jobs or had to move or calamity in their life that just totally destroyed them financially or something. And I just look back and thank God for his blessing of just a solid career all those years. So, so I'm going to try to continue being grateful in the coming years and... Uh, fulfill what you're asking there about, yeah, you'll continue to experience God's blessing and grow more like Christ. Yeah, that's perfect. Good time to look back. Big life change, like retirement, good time to reflect and look back. <clears throat> See God's blessing and favor. Anybody else? We'll take a couple more. I'll wait. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, this year, um, yeah, for me, I'll say, like back in June, we moved, and moving is a nightmare of a situation, no matter what. Um, but, like, even in the process and immediately after the process of moving and all of that, like, Span and I had a number of conversations, and, and, First of all, like the, the, the place is a blessing and the, the ability to move is a blessing and all of that. But then just the, the peace to what Cindy, you were saying, like the peace through the whole process uh, because of still abiding in Christ, spending time with him. And that's where I saw a lot of the fruit, like come a lot of the fruit of that devotion time and time just spent alone with Christ really play out in my own personal life. Because I tend to freak out over big decisions like that. And... Uh, I think I was in a pretty good space for most of it, right, babe? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was, yeah. All right, next one. How has your faith been challenged in the last year? So, again, going back to, going back to how we think of blessing, our faith being challenged isn't always a negative thing. When your faith is challenged, whether it's a, a, a theoretical, like theological thing, whether it's an experiential thing where you just walk through a really difficult, challenging time, perhaps financially, uh, different just life phase like Tom mentioned, a lot of those, those times can really challenge your faith in different ways, um, whether it is just questioning your faith or just like, this is really tough to put my faith into practice through this scenario. Uh, so over the last year, how have you seen your faith challenged? And I would even add to that, how has your faith come out stronger through that challenge and in the midst of that challenge? <laughs> I was going to ask Aspen to say it to the whole group if he had something to say. But <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jenna. I'm not like pressuring you to say something. <laughs> You actually do? Okay. Yeah, okay. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> I kept like, looking at Aspen and Jenna's like, fine, I'll say something. You can say your memory verse. What? Your memory verse. 
Okay, anyways, <laughs> we tried. Um, for us, this last year of marriage has been very challenging, which I think most people who are married can relate to the ebbs and flows, the highs and lows. But I think for me, I'm really, I'm a self-sufficient individual <laughs> and I like to be in control. And when you're married, you have another person that has thoughts, ideas, and you have to learn how, how to surrender those things. And it was really difficult for me to put my husband's life and the way he leads and the decisions he, ma he makes into God's hands. I'll just share a quick story. We disagreed about if we should get a new car. And so he decided he was gonna get a new car. And I'm like, no, but God had, was just so kind because God's like, it's not a power struggle. Like there's no power struggle going on. You just have a lack of faith. And so I brought him to the dealership, dropped him off. He got the car. I literally cried the whole way home because I'm just like, I thought we were supposed to be out of debt and like bawling and God just was so sweet. He's like, look, it's not about what he, the decisions he's making or you're making because whether he's making the wrong decision or you're making the wrong decision, I'm gonna change hearts and I'm gonna redeem things. And I was like, wow, what peace and freedom came with that and then it gave space for me to love my husband and respect what he was doing. So that for me was huge because I've never been in that position where I had to like fully surrender someone else's decision making over my life. And God just showed up and did what he did. So, yeah. Beautiful story, yes. I'm learning God's faithfulness even in those times. What's also impressive though, and you guys I think will concur with this, is Jenna's ability to process and think and talk through all that while stiff arming. So you gotta... You got a good stiff arm, Jenna. All right. Yes. Um, just so as far as faith being challenged, there's a member of my immediate family that has really been struggling with a lot of things this year and sometimes relinquishing that person to the Lord and knowing that the Lord sees the whole landscape when only we can see the road immediately in front of us and just knowing we can trust him as the visionary and his plan for far beyond what we can understand and know and that he, again, loves this person in my life greater than anything I could imagine and greater than anything I could ever do of my own will or power to help um, and just to like set free the fact that I can let like lay this person down before the Lord and let him do the work and not get between the rock and the hammer. Um, and just knowing, again, kind of to the control factor, sometimes we want to, especially as moms and wives, we want to be the one to fix and to help and heal. And we just, sometimes it's outside what we can do, but there's nothing beyond what the Lord has power for and what his provision is. And to have faith and full trust in that um, is something that I think I came out on the other side with hopefully a little bit stronger. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah. Hey everybody. Um, so, so God put this on my heart a couple months ago to share the next testimony time. And who doesn't love being vulnerable in front of a whole group of people? So I wrote it down. So I'm just going to write what I wrote down. Um, the past few years, my husband and I have been in a season of waiting. And while I would love to be uh, sitting here today talking about how that season is done, and oh, wrapped up in a pretty little bow, 
Um, we're still very much so in the mess. Sorry. My faith has been challenged a lot in the last few years, um, and there's been seasons where, um, oh my goodness. Sorry. <clears throat> there's been seasons where I'm mad at God, and I don't understand why. And while I certainly don't have all the answers, um, I wanted to share a verse that's been helpful to me in um, Habakkuk 3, 17 through 18. Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and the cattle and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will be joyful in God my Savior. I think all of us could insert something into the first part of that verse. Though God hasn't provided for blank in the way that I thought he would, yet I will praise the Lord. A small little conjunction makes such a difference. Um, God has been teaching me a lot of the season of yet. He's drawn me close after every disappointment in a way that I didn't know was possible. So today I hope somebody finds encouragement um, in that verse as well as not to waste their yet. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, Christy. Really good. Thanks for sharing. I don't have anything to add to that, Christy. I think you said it perfect. Thank you. Anybody else? Next. How do you plan to grow in your faith over this next year? Are there, <laughs> if, you, if you've done New Year's resolutions, are there any spiritual formation resolutions in there? Um, are there any practices, are there any habits, things that you started doing over the last year perhaps that you plan to continue into the next year that you found fruit in, you found growth, you found have helped you connect and draw closer to the vine of Christ? Um, or is there an idea just popping in your head right now? <clears throat> You're like, hey, I think I'm going to try this, and, uh, and let's see how it goes. <laughs> Anything coming to mind, Elaine? Good morning and Happy New Year. Um, what I've been thinking about doing for eight years, and uh, the Lord um, kicked me in the proverbial seat, I guess, or whatever, um, to reach out to my neighbors. And so what I've been doing is um, every Thursday I've opened up my neighborhood. Um, they come over and play cards, and we have tea, and we talk, and sometimes um, Bruce plays, and the men play, and um, we've gotten closer as a neighborhood, 
and um, you plant seeds in whatever way you can. And without communication, people don't know how you feel. And uh, through it, it, just through the, the month or so that we started this, and then we had, a, they all came over for dinner one night, is that my neighbor has um, cancer, just found out. And uh, she's being, uh, she came over and played cards anyway. And it didn't, the weight on her did not drag her down to the point that she stopped functioning. Um, and it, it was just a real testimony to me. And uh, I encourage anyone, um, people don't know who you are if you don't open yourself up. And, and sometimes we open ourselves up to hurt or ridicule or rejection. But uh, when we think about what the Lord went through and the rejection, and he promised us we'd have a rough road. And um, there is a fork in the road. And the fork that we need to take is a rough one. And uh, he illustrates that very well in the Bible. Um, don't think your life is going to be smooth. As being one of the oldest people in here, I can testify to that. And um, there's a lot that you're going to experience. Just hang on to the rock, the rock, uh, through it all. And Christy, it is. It's a challenge. And we just, we have children. They go through different um, stages. Sometimes you think to yourself, why did I do this? <laughs> uh, why did the Lord bless us with this many children um, or whatever? But, um, and, and sometimes it's, it, parenthood is a lifelong thing. Um, don't think that at 18 or 21 they're magically going to be independent and be successful and be on their own and be able to function. Um, it doesn't always happen that way. So, you know, it, it's a commitment. It's a lifelong commitment. Um, serving Christ is a lifelong commitment. So I just encourage you to um, just take the blindfolders off, you know, and, and look around. There are people that are hurting, grocery stores, uh, stores, just a smile or, or just a kind word. As you talked about kindness, it's, uh, and we're going to be, you know, we're, we're kind of right now on the, people don't like necessarily like Christians, and uh, we know it's only going to get worse. So you got to build yourself up to um, put on the whole armor of the Lord. The whole armor of the Lord and stay steady. Thank you. Thanks for sharing, Elaine. Yeah, it's a good word. To be open, be vulnerable, be honest with one another. Which, again, is... I'm so proud of us as a church, collectively, and our ability to do this. To, like, share with each other, because um, I think it does a lot of things, but at the very least, like, we hear that other people on a Sunday morning are going through challenges. Uh, we know that we're not alone, 
in the challenges that we face when we hear one another's stories. That the uh, stereotype is always like when you go to church and people just put on their Sunday best and they put on this face and you can walk out of church on Sunday and think like, man, I'm the only one struggling with stuff. It's not true, right? Everybody has their stuff that they're going through and their struggles that they're facing. And this gives us opportunity to voice those and to know that we are not alone and an opportunity for us to be open with one another and to pray for each other and to know how to pray for each other. Last question. Oh, I didn't give anybody, a, I didn't give a second opportunity on <laughs> this one. Anybody else? Anybody else? Savannah? <clears throat> Um, this past year, I was really trying to prioritize my prayer life um, and prioritize my time in just like meditating and spending time in the presence of the Lord, not just viewing it as like a task list to get done in the uh, morning or something that, you know, would I wouldn't feel guilty that I didn't do it because it's what you're supposed to do as a Christian, um, but truly just resting in God's presence, and we had a lot of change this year, um, and some disappointments, and um, within, like, my family dynamic and things, and um, and I, I really don't think that I would have been able to, I, I can look back at this year, and I'm really proud of how John and I have handled a lot of things. Um, and I'm, I can say I'm proud of it because I know it's because we've been really fostering um, that presence with the Lord. And I know that without a shadow of a doubt because I am not a patient person. I am not a, um, I like to plan. I like, I'm good at planning. I'm good at um, logistics and operations and efficiency and I'm not good at just letting someone else run things. Um, but in surrendering in God's presence and realizing that he is so much better and he knows so much more and he's sovereign over everything and he cares about us and so I can put my full trust and surrender in him, um, it just changed everything, honestly. And so... I plan to keep on prioritizing my prayer life and my um, meditating and spending time with the Lord and just sitting and being still with him um, and adoring him. So. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing, babe. Savannah's my wife, by the way, so if you're wondering why I'm calling her babe, I was getting some awkward looks like... You know. <laughs> <laughs> Get myself in trouble. Okay. Last one. How have you seen the goodness of God on display in another person in the church? I love this question. It's your opportunity to talk about how you've seen how you've seen Christ in somebody else in the church. Sorry to take a second Jessica. turn, but I missed the opportunity last time this question came up. Um, is Karen here? I don't know if she's here today. Um, she helps in kids ministry. Yes. And so she has taught with my son. And my son is a very, like, shy kiddo. And she has just gone above and beyond to make him feel 
welcomed in the room and like he was the reason she would want to she was the reason he would want to come every week. He wanted to see her. And that was so precious to me. We've we're kind of newer to this church. I guess it's almost two years now, but it was still feeling kind of new to the church community and this family. And she just and then, you know, on holidays, she he gets a card from her. Like it's just so um precious to my heart how she has um just cared for him in so many ways. So I just wanted to celebrate her. Thanks for sharing that, Jesse. Yeah, so when I say we value what happens here as a church when we can all be together, we also really value what happens in those kids' rooms because a lot of good stuff happens in there and a lot of good relationships are built and discipleship is taking place. (laughs) Put the speed on, Ross. You you were running back, dude. You could have taken that corner a little better. (laughs) Um, Since joining this church, I've really grown as a person and I've opened myself up um, and allowed different people to be in my life. Um, But by far, the person that has been my strongest person is Leslie. Um, She is there for me in my darkest times and my good and my bads, and she doesn't judge. just 100 except me. Um, she's put on Bible studies this whole year, and I've been blessed to be able to be part of every one of them. And there is not a day that I don't thank God for her. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Cheryl. I'll take one more. And then, Ben, do you guys want to come and get set up? Dan? <clears throat> Um, um, they're not here today. They're in Florida, so I, I can embarrass them. Um, Dan and Holly McVeigh reach out with Bible studies, and um, you know it's kind of nice for people who were only here about six months out of the year in Burlington, and were somewhere else in the for the rest of the winter, that we could have a Bible study that were standalone studies. That when we would show up, we would just get together and. Uh, Dan would lead the study, and knowing that we can be together just at those times, and and we didn't um, we didn't feel like we had to be out of the loop. Um, so that was really a blessing to Cindy and I to be on Sunday evenings, go over to the McVeighs and and do a Bible study. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing, you guys. Hey, you guys Josh. Just... Quick too. Okay. Well, it's you got actually the about so it's you about it's about you. Oh boy. Um, but uh, I, I get a chance to work at the loop every now and then. And I, I know a lot of you maybe listen to the daily devotionals, but um, just to see the way Pastor John quick comes in balancing work, life, family, kids, and then all of the other work that he does for each and every one of us as members of this church, and then has the, the discipline and the intentionality to come in and record those devotionals. And he's serving us each and every day. Um, and over the past, I mean, I've never led a church. I can't imagine it's ever been easy. Uh, We're not the plaza, so maybe it's a little easier, but especially over the last two and a half, three years with all of the divisiveness and all of the things that have happened globally, locally, politically, socioeconomically, um, you've really led with uh, humility and grace and love and it's been really, really uh, inspiring for me to watch as, a, as a, a member of your church, but as a peer, as a friend, as a, you know, a fellow husband and father, and um, I just really appreciate that, and I don't know if that gets said enough, so I also just want to say thanks to you. 
Thank you, Ross. Thank you. Well, thanks, guys. Let's pray. Would you guys join with me in prayer? Father, Lord, we thank you for the stories of growth. Lord, for the stories even of challenge and tension and difficulties to our faith that have come about this year. Lord, we just thank you so much for your presence and your nearness, even in the midst of those challenges. And Lord, we trust in your promise that you'll never leave us or forsake us, that Jesus, you promise that you will be with us to the very end of the age. And so Lord, when, when our faith is challenged, when we don't know where to go, and, and Lord, life just is, is hard. We thank you for your presence and your nearness to us. Now, Lord, in your presence is fullness of joy, and we can experience, we can experience joy. We can experience peace. We can surrender control to the things that we can't control. Because of you, and you are faithful, and you are good. And so, Lord, we trust you fully. And we thank you. Thank you for your presence, most of all, that you are with us and that you love us. It's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to sing a few songs together. If you guys need prayer while we're singing, please head into the back and receive prayer. Just one quick thing to share before we start. <laughs> uh, I heard this reoccurring theme from lots of people who had spoken today, and I kind of lived this little metaphor this morning. Um, so I assume it's relevant and that it's for somebody. So here it goes. <laughs> uh, we were on our way to my brother's place for New Year's yesterday and found that we had lost our iPass. And it's super inconvenient to lose your iPass, let me tell you. And this morning uh, when we headed out to make it back up to Burlington, we were down in Glendale Heights, um, I'm switching my uh, Google Maps to tell me to take no toll roads. And so we're just making our way through Illinois on all the side roads, watching the buildings go by. And then we uh, crossed the border into Wisconsin, and then we started to hit all the back roads. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is pretty. <laughs> like, it's so inconvenient when things don't go your way. Uh, it can feel like the worst, but the way that we see as the fastest and the quickest and the, like, you pay your way through and just get it done isn't always the best. Sometimes... Uh, God slows us down so we can take the back roads and just enjoy the beauty in life and slow down a little bit. So I want to challenge you as we sing this next song to sing it as a prophecy over yourself for 2023. We're going to go into a time of communion now with this last song so you guys can have a seat for a moment. In communion, we're remembering as a memorial what Christ has done for us on the cross, that he has made a way for us to be in the presence of God, that through the cross, our sin is washed away when our faith and trust is in Jesus for our salvation. And so we're remembering what Christ has done to save us, to redeem us, to set us free from our sin so that we can then be in the presence of God to dwell with him forever. The communion elements will be up here on the table. We're going to front rows, come into the middle, come grab the communion elements, and then come back to your seats. And as you sit and hold the elements in your hands, I invite you to just reflect on the saving work of Jesus. 
Just think about what Jesus has done for you, how he has loved you, his grace and his mercy that he has bestowed upon you, and how he has made a way for us to be with God, to be in his presence forever. Hold the elements and we'll partake of them together when I come up and pray. Would you guys pray with me for the bread first? Lord Jesus, we thank you for your body that was broken for us. That, Lord, you bore our sin in your flesh. So, Lord, we confess of trying to be righteous in our own, trying to be moral, trying to be good enough to get to you, God. But Jesus and the cross, we know that we never could. So we need your atonement. We need your sacrifice that you have brought us. And through you, Lord, and through trust and faith in you, that we are made holy, we are made righteous, not by our own actions, but through you. So Lord, now as we hold the bread, we remember your body that was broken. And as we partake together, we give you thanks. Let's partake of the bread. Would you pray with me for the cup next? Lord Jesus, we thank you for your blood that was shed for us. Lord, we are unholy, we are sinful, and yet you died in our place, and your blood makes us clean. It washes us white as snow. It makes us holy so that, Lord, we can be in your presence. So, Jesus, we thank you for your love and your mercy, your justice as displayed on the cross. We thank you, Lord, that you have made us holy. We remember your sacrifice as we partake of the cup together. Let's partake of the cup. Mm. 